be more perceptive of what could be going on and to treat everybody equally without judgment. Welcome to Habits and Humor, where you come to make serious progress without taking life too seriously. This podcast shows how we can use embarrassing moments as empowering tools to help us create powerful daily habits and enjoy life at the same time. I'm Susie B., author and creator of Life Conscious and master of all things embarrassing. This is Habits and Humor. Come to laugh, stay to learn, choose to live. Don't judge a book by its cover. There's a phrase we've all heard a hundred times, but today's guest has a couple of experiences that really solidified this message in her life. Some of them are very embarrassing and humorous and awkward, and some of them were pretty life-changing and pretty life-altering in the direction that she is now going. And so I want to welcome to the show, Lori Powell. Thank you so much for being here, Lori. Thanks for having me, Susie. It's awesome. I'm so excited that you're here, and I'm, <laughs> I can't wait to hear these stories. I know a little bit about <laughs> them, and so I know where we're headed with them, but I'm excited to hear it from your lips. So just so you guys know who Lori is, she's been named one of the top 100 in real estate, and she's really, really good at what she does. She's a real estate agent, and she's building a global team of agents right now, and she helps people. It's, it's pretty unique. Tell us just a little bit about what the unique process that you're doing right now, and then we'll get into what you learned about judging a book by its cover. Well, I've been a real estate and life coach for quite some time, so it's natural to be able to help other agents globally. And so now I'm in a position where I've been building a global team and continue to do so and support those agents all across the globe. And we all are partners, business partners in the same uh, organization. So we all share a piece of the stock of the company and everything. It's very cool. That is very unique in, I know for me personally, I've moved from state to state and to have one real estate company be able to help me in both places would have been very helpful. And especially country to country or even on a broader scale would be super, super helpful. So I I think that's a cool thing you're doing. It is. It's very cool. It helps a lot of agents and it's changing people's lives. We love it. That's awesome. So let's just get right into the juice, right into the meat here. So I know that you had an experience as you were, I'll just let you tell the story. Tell us what happened at your first job. (laughs) If you were to go back in time and meet me, you know, several years ago, I was pretty excitable and a driver's driver and very outspoken. And I remember to this day, one of my most embarrassing moments, it was just so, oh, it just makes me cringe thinking about it now. (laughs) I can't wait to hear it. I had just gotten my new job, my first real job. And I was heading to the office for the first day. And it was one of these high rise buildings. And I had to get in the elevator and go up the elevator. Well, I was so excited. I wanted to talk to everybody. I mean, as I was entering the building, everything. And this lady and I were the only two people in the elevator. And I looked at her and I was like so excited for her. I said, oh, you know, you look lovely. Uh, When is your baby due? And she looked at me (laughs) with this stare of, I'm not pregnant. That's all she said. (laughs) And that was the tone she said. And I was mortified. I mean, mortified. (laughs) And I was young and I was like completely in shock. Like, what do you do? Like, what do you say? And we had another five floors to climb in silence. You know, what do I say to her? Like, like, how can I make this better? How can I take it back? You know, there's no way to take it back. And there's nothing you can say to console her. It's just going to make it worse. Oh my gosh. I'm like, I can still feel it in my stomach today. 
just oh like it. So what did you do? She says, I'm not pregnant. What do you do? Nothing. We were in total silence. The rest of the <laughs> oh, this is your first day at the day. job. She probably thinks, oh my gosh, that's just, and she wasn't working in the company that I was in. She just happened to be in the elevator going to a different office, you know, so at least it wasn't someone that I had to work with, but oh my gosh, I was just appalled. I was sick to my stomach all day. And here I was starting this new job. Ah! <laughs> it's your first day on the job. This is the first person you meet. That was my next question is if you had to work with this woman later. <laughs> yeah, no. Ah. Anyway, I oh learned to keep my mouth shut and not make assumptions. That's for sure. Or judgment. That's so awesome. So here you are, you're learning this lesson in a quick and abrupt way to not judge a book by its cover to uh, maybe people aren't, maybe things aren't what they seem. And uh, so then this experience happened to you again while you were at work. Well, not this experience, but a similar experience about having an assumption in your mind. And then it turns out totally different. Tell us that story. Well, one of the things that I learned, obviously, from that first experience was to be more tolerant and to start not assuming, I guess, what I'm seeing, just like what you said, but also to be more perceptive of what could be going on, right? And to treat everybody equally without judgment. That's a beautiful kind of translated right into not just physical appearance judgment, but also what might be going on in someone's life. And when I got into sales and customer service, obviously you want to treat customers with the utmost respect. Well, fast forward into my real estate career. And I was called out to go meet a, an unknown client at a property to potentially list this property. It was, it was a call that just came in. And so I shot out there. And by this point in my career, I had done a lot of sales in real estate, right? So I knew, I guess, the best way to treat customers and, and to be open to them and to be tolerant of whatever their needs are. Anyway, when I get out there, it's in a trailer park, a mobile home park. And the gentleman is a, a very soft-spoken, white-haired gentleman that is there by himself. And he was asking if I could, you know, potentially list his mother who had just passed away, his mother's mobile home. And of course, um, you know, I offered to do so and, and help him through it. And we went ahead and sold the mobile home. And he called me about two weeks later, of course, if you're in real estate and understand that you earn commissions, obviously the mobile home wasn't necessarily selling at the highest price point compared to some other properties in the area. Yeah. It's not a property yeah. that probably your other agents were fighting for. This was one that maybe yeah, no, they would, you had to right. take. Yeah. Yeah. In any case, the commission amount obviously is much lower on a lower price point property. Right. So Fast forward about a week or a week and a half after the closing, he gives me a call and I said, hello, how can I help you? Thinking, oh, well, maybe, you know, maybe something happened with the transaction, you know, or the, the, the buyer got a hold of him or something, you know, and he just said, first of all, I just want to thank you. And I said, sure, no problem. I'm happy to help. You know, I'm sorry you went through the situation with your losing your mom. And he said, no, I, I want to thank you on how you handled me and how you handled the transaction. And I said, well, what do you mean if you don't mind my asking? And he said, well, you never treated me like anything other than a million dollar property seller. Wow. He said, you never even flinched at this little listing that you had. 
Well, then I was, I had a clue that he probably knew about real estate, right? For him to say that, to even acknowledge that. Yeah. Um, long story short, this little soft-spoken gray-haired or white-haired gentleman owned many, many commercial and residential properties and was a self-made millionaire from doing it. He asked me at that point if I was willing to take on him as a client for all these other properties, for his 1031 exchanges, for a myriad of things, both in the area and outside of area. And of course I did. And we be- we became very good friends. In fact, we're still friends to this day, even though he's retired and I'm off building a global team. Just the mutual respect that we gained for each other. We became really good friends. He respected me and I respected him on how he handled business and what he did. But had I not gone through that ugly (laughs) elevator experience, I may never have even thought to not judge him. It was something that was so emotional that happened to me that it that it really solidified it. Right. Definitely going to stay with you. This is something that you need to pay attention to, Lori. You know, you better not be judging people and you better accept them the way they are and and not make any assumptions. You know, it's just. Had I not learned that lesson, I would have maybe never ended up with all those multiple property deals that I ended up doing with this gentleman and better yet, gaining the friendship that I did with this gentleman. You know, that's amazing. They didn't usually use a single real estate agent. They had been operating all these years without using a single real estate agent. I was their first single one that they used, which is pretty cool. That is phenomenal. What an experience. And what an experience to pull from something that could have potentially been. Um, sort of a headache for you, honestly, like in real estate to go out and have to do this big job all the way out there, meet the client. And then you find out, oh, my commission on this thing is going to be about $12. Like, is this really going to be worth my time? <laughs> and then, uh, but just the way that you treated him, that's phenomenal to me. That's my favorite part of the story is the guy hired you to take your career to the next level, basically, and all because of the way that you treated him in a mobile home park. Like that is spectacular. What a, <laughs> what a gift you gave to him and what a gift you received back in, in return. Yeah, exactly. And it's all because I embarrassed myself thoroughly several years earlier. <laughs> <laughs> Which leads me to my next question. Like I firmly believe that, I don't know if you've read the book, The Alchemist, but uh, it talks about how the things that come up that are, that feel like problems that are keeping you from getting to the place you think you need to go are actually the things that are taking you to the place you need to go. And that exactly. to me is such a valuable life lesson is that when you see what the struggles are that you're struggling with or the new directions that you have to take that, you know, that phrase, when one door closes, one door opens, this is definitely uh-huh. one of those scenarios in your life. Would you agree? Oh, definitely. And I've had several of those. I'm such a believer in that, that we go through experiences to prepare us not only for our next experience where we're going to need whatever we learned, but also to be able to help others. I, I, there's lots of things that I've been through that I, as I was going through that, I'm like, why am I going through this valley? Why am I, why is this happening to me? And then learn later that I not only needed to be able to apply the, the skills or knowledge or the confidence or the faith or whatever it was that I gained out of that experience, but also others needed it. And had I not gone through that experience, I would not have been able to help them because that's what I'm all about. You know, that's my, that's my thing. I love helping other people just like you do, you know, I totally agree with that. Definitely. And I always think that it makes your burden so much more worth bearing when you realize that it's not just for you. Like sometimes when you go through something super difficult, it's like, 
Like, this is really tough. Like, how am I going to get through this? But then once you get through it and you realize like, oh, now I know exactly what this other person is experiencing and I totally know how to help them. It's like, oh, okay, that was totally worth it then. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Because you feel like sometimes you're strong enough to make it through anything. I mean, you have to if you've been through a lot of rough things, which I have. And and others, you don't realize it, but they they glean on your strength. They lean on you to be able to help them through things. And I never realized that until later in life, you know, that that it was a need that's being fulfilled for them. You know, I'm just being used as a tool, just like you are. I mean, what you're doing is bringing goodness into hearts. It's bringing encouragement into hearts and allowing people to have the confidence to laugh at things that they do wrong and just learn from it and move on. You know, it's perfect. I love it. I appreciate that very much. Thank you. I totally agree that when we help other people to do whatever it is that they need to do, that's one of the best things we can do for ourselves. But oftentimes we have to have gone through that experience first. And it's that that whole concept about put on your own mask first before you can help someone else. You sometimes, sometimes when we're going through tough stuff, like it's hard to think, okay, how am I going to get through this? But if you realize what's on the other side of that, like what's What's the point? Once I get there, what am I going to be able to do with what I'm learning right now? It makes it so much more doable. I don't want to say it makes it easier, but it makes much more possible and it makes it feel like, okay, I can do this because there's a reason for it. Whether whatever your reasoning is, whatever you believe in the universe, but I firmly believe that there's, there's reasons that we have the difficulties that we have in order to help someone else just have a little, a little bit easier. Exactly. And the other piece to this is the other thing that we can learn from this is um, so many times if we feel like we're making a mistake, the tendency is to hide it. Like we don't want to admit that we made a mistake. Like it adds to the embarrassment, right? If I share this with the world, I'm adding to the embarrassment. Um, But what I've learned lately is it, it gives the opportunity to allow others to be able to relate and say, Hey, it's okay. It's okay to make a mistake. No one is perfect. Right. And that we actually, instead of worrying about it or stewing about it or putting, you know, sliding it under the rug, we can actually acknowledge it, laugh about it. Right. And use it as a catalyst to, to progress and move forward and help others and allow others to relate to my mistakes. You know, how better way can you help someone if we're perfect all the time, we come across perfectly all the time. How is that helping other people? But if someone else has done this, which I guarantee you, there's probably thousands of people who did exactly what I did and never told a single soul (laughs) (laughs) because they were so embarrassed. Right. Agreed. But, 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 it's good to be able to laugh at our mistakes and move forward. I think. Agreed. No, I totally agree with you. And there's research to back you up on this. This is not just an opinion. This is very much a factual basis that when we own our mistakes, we can move on. Like if there's something that you're holding onto, it's kind of like, it's like a physical weight that holds you back from whatever that thing is. So maybe if you had not ever told anyone about this and you kept this shame and this embarrassment with you, when you go to this next situation, I mean, what are you holding on to that's keeping you from, from progressing now? That probably, if you hadn't admitted to it, and even now, like oftentimes telling these stories, some of these stories that I tell in the podcast, I haven't told people before. And, and it's, it's almost freeing. I think it's, I think it's quite freeing just because, you know, now it's not something I have to be embarrassed about. Now it's not something I have to feel shame about. Now it's something that I can admit to 
and move on. Exactly. You want to be healthier, but you don't have the time or the budget. Good news. I created a personal training app to solve those exact problems. You don't need a fancy gym or hours a day or a huge budget to get top quality training. Visit suzybhabits.com to have me, your personal trainer, with you all day, every day to help you get healthy and stay healthy, no matter your schedule or your budget. DM me at suzybhabits or visit suzybhabits.com. That's S-U-Z-I-B habits.com. When you were talking about how you sort of learn things as you go, and then you're able to help other people with those things. How do we start those conversations? Like where you see a need and you see there's someone there that can help you. Like, how do we reach out that hand? That's another thing that a lot of us struggle with is, okay, I know how to help in this situation, but I don't want to impose, or I don't want to, maybe it's not my business. Like, how do you go about that? Cause I know you've done this with a lot of people. You've helped <laughs> a lot of people go through some struggles that you've been through. So how do you start that conversation and start well, helping those people? Well, I'll give you another thing to laugh about. Please do. <laughs> <laughs> I've been happily married over 32 years. And my husband says that I wear a stamp on my forehead that says, ask Lori, she'll listen to you. She'll help you. <laughs> he tells people that all the time. Like if he catches someone asking me a question saying, and they're saying, oh, but I don't want to bother you. Randy will say, oh, don't worry about it. She, she's got a stamp on her forehead, you know, anyway, it's pretty funny. I, I don't know. I think, I, I think law of attraction plays in. Um, I think just like you, when you have a big heart, you're going to tra- attract into your experience, the people who need to cross your path to, in order to be used as that tool, because you have a true desire to fulfill that, uh, purpose, um, I, I don't know. It's kind of hard to describe, but I, I'll literally be in a, in a grocery store line. And a perfect stranger will turn around. I, I've had it happen multiple times. A perfect stranger will turn around, tell me in five sentences all the horror that's going on in their life and ask me for advice. And wow. I give them, I, I, I'm a faith-based person. So I'm like, okay, what am I supposed to say here to help this person? Words come out of my mouth. They say, thank you. That's exactly what I needed to hear. They turn around and check out and leave. I, I don't know what it is, but your question is, how do we help more? I'm always asking that, you know, it's things like this, helping one another uh, get the word out of, hey, we're here. We're here to help, you know, uh, using our socials to, to share good messages, especially right now with everything that's going on in our world, in our society, in the United States and 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 being able to encourage people to reach out to us. I, I always offer free coaching calls, whether they're life coaching or real estate coaching. And people will take me up on it. You know, every once in a while, I'll have a, a, a coaching session booked with a complete stranger. And I just open it saying, what, what do you need help with? It happens naturally when that is our heart. I'm a believer in that. I agree. And I think where you're saying that, you know, this happens to you in the grocery store, this happens to you randomly with, uh, with people that you don't expect it to. I think you have to position yourself in a way that people realize that you're approachable. If you're always on your cell phone, if you're always you know, got a grimace on your face and you're stressed to the max and you're always in a rush. That's my goal for this year is to no longer be in a rush because there were, I had this friend in college and people always told us that the two of us were always 10 minutes late. And mine was, I was always 10 minutes late because I was always in a rush. And his was, he was always 10 minutes late because he always found somebody to help on his way to wherever he was going. And I just was like, what a phenomenal difference between those two reputations like mine is because I'm always <laughs> rushing and his is because he's always helping like oh my word I got to be the more like that person 
And so I'm with you on that. I think that if you position yourself and you present yourself as someone who people can talk to and someone who is open with a smile on your face and, you know, there's, there's those people that you just feel drawn to. I admire what you do and, and how you hold yourself and how you, how you live so that you can really affect people's lives. And it's not about money and it's not about status. It's about, you know, getting people what they need and, and being able to help them the way that they need to be helped. Well, thank you for that. Yeah. I, I believe everyone is on a path and if you and I can be used as tools to help them self discover what they need next, then we've done our job. We've fulfilled Absolutely. our purpose. I think energy has a lot to do with it. You know, you're a high energy person. I am too. And and I think people feel and need that energy. So I think that's one of the reasons why they, they come to us as well. Agreed. Yeah, I agree with that. And that's the energy that you hold, I think, is just about being yourself. I think that there's a disconnect between when you're trying to be something you're not, there's, there's something there that's not... Um, in alignment. And once you know who you are and you know how, you know, you're confident in yourself, then people are drawn to you. And if you listeners are feeling like, okay, well, maybe that's the misalignment that I have. Maybe that's the thing I don't have is that I don't, I don't know who I am. I don't know maybe what I have to offer. What, what can we talk to? I mean, do you have any advice for people that are in that headspace where they're not sure? I don't know what I have to offer. I don't know what I have to help. I actually take people through an exercise that helps them self-discover what their desires, their inner desires are and what they're really here to offer and, and why they want to do it. And I call it why the why, why is the why so important? And you and I are very clear about why we're doing what we're doing. And when you are very clear about what you're doing, you have an innate passion attached to it, that there's nothing that can stop you from doing it. And you're, you're never going to let anything stop you from doing it. So taking someone from the point of, I have no clue why I'm here, what I, what I want to do to a point of, I get it. I know what I'm doing and nothing's going to stop me is a process. The simple way to start would be to simply ask yourself, say something that you want, tell yourself something that you want. I want a Lamborghini. And then take yourself down a path. Why do you want a Lamborghini? Why is that important to you? And then when you answer that, do it again. Why is that important? Why do you want that? Okay. Well, why? And usually as I take people through this process, they reach a point where they start giving you the same answer. And I call that the thick onion barrier. You've reached that barrier in this onion peeling that you are now going from a safety zone to an unsafe, uncomfortable zone. And you have to push yourself through that thick layer to get to the core. What happens when you cut an open, open uh, a juicy onion on the middle? It makes you tear up if, you, if it's truly a fresh, hot onion, right? And it's That's moist. True. Same thing. When you break through that thick barrier in this onion peeling process, you will reach a point if you keep asking and pushing yourself, why, why is that important? No matter where it takes you, you will reach a point where you are emotional. You'll either be angry, you'll be crying, you'll be excited. There will be some extreme emotion response. Then you know you've hit the core and that's your why. 
that's going to be the driving force, the self-motivating driving force that takes you on your path to the next level. I can give you an example. I had a guy that he and I were friends and and colleagues. He was a lender and uh, he needed to go through this process. Well, taking him from point A to point Z in that unveiling, he thought he just wanted to supply things for his family initially. Oh, that's my why, you know. Well, why do you want to do that? Well, because I want my kids. Okay. You can see how the path would go. The inner core had nothing to do with his family or family time or quality time. The inner core had to do with something that went clear back to when he was being brought up with his siblings and he was the one that was looked down upon all the time. He was the one that was going to be the failure in life. And he had to prove that he was not a failure. Once he hit that core, oh my gosh, he was angry. He was like, I am going to prove them wrong. And guess what? He doubled his income the next year. He doubled his income the next year. So you never know where it's going to take you, but you have to be willing to unveil that thick layer in the onion peeling to, to reach the core, to get to the emotional piece that actually is the driving force. I don't know if that's a good visual. No, that's an absolutely beautiful visual. I do the same um, mindset practice with my health clients. And that's one of the very first trainings that we do is to ask why. And I ask, I haven't do it seven times. So the seven levels of why is what I call it. And they, they have to get through to what motivates them. And then they can use all seven of their answers on the tough days, on the days where they're like, I don't want to do it today. I don't want to, I don't feel good. I don't, I don't, I want to quit. I want to stop. Is this making a difference? They're asking all these questions and they're questioning themselves, but then they look back on that. Why those seven levels of why, and one of those seven is going to speak to whatever the problem is that day. And it's phenomenal how this cause just, I mean, it happens over and over and over again. It's a beautiful thing to watch, but I like that your, your uh, comparison to the emotional part, the onion and the, and the tearing up, that's beautiful because it's totally true. Those last two number six and seven usually take almost an extra day before they get through to those two layers, because it's just, it takes more thought. It takes, it's not it going to be something that immediately comes up. It has to be more deeper. And uh, once it's you uncomfortable. Them, yeah, yeah, exactly. It's uncomfortable and uncomfortable. it makes you emotional. And I like that you're saying it doesn't have to just be like elation. Like, Oh, I feel so good. Now I've reached it. Like that guy was angry and it worked. That's yeah. awesome. I haven't oh, really yeah. ever thought about that. Yeah. Any, any form of emotion that drives you forward. If we think about people who are very successful, that we deem as very successful, that actually earned the, the, you know, the success on their own. If you think about it, I bet you, if you evaluate them, if you know them well enough, their stories, each one of them has a very strong, passionate why. Mm -hmm. And that's the reason for their success. It doesn't have to do with timing or placement or any of that stuff. All those other things fall in line whenever you have that strong why. That's my opinion. I mean, this is another whole subject that we're talking about, but it's still fun to think about to be able to help others out there that are, that are struggling, that need to get from point A to point Z, you know? Yeah. It's a good place to start. Perfect. Speaking of place to start, that's a good lead into the next piece. This is all, I mean, we've covered a ton of ground here in the past 30 minutes, but (laughs) if we were to pick three things, that's our big one, two, three here on the show. And if we were to pick three things, what, what could you tell us three things that we can do today to start putting these practices into our lives starting today? Well, one would be back to square one, not judging a book by its cover. Don't judge someone else based on what you think 
is going on or what they appear to be. And don't judge yourself either. I think that's a key one. A second one would be, don't be afraid to put yourself in someone else's shoes, no matter the situation, whether it's work, family, friends, people that you dislike, put yourself in their shoes and try and understand what they may or may not be going through and how you would want to be treated because of that. And then three, get really good at listening, like being open, listening to others, listening to yourself, listening to your own needs, listening to others' needs. Be the person who only talks, you know, 10 or 15% of the time and using most of the time questions for your communication. You will see your relationships completely turn around just by utilizing that third tool. Those are so awesome. Those are such good ideas. And I love the one, especially at the end there with the questions. I found my relationships, I did this maybe 10 years ago and I started asking more questions than giving answers. And my relationships are way different now than they were before. And you just get to know someone so much faster and and just such a deeper connection that way. Beautiful. So let's go over those three again. The first one was don't judge a book by its cover or don't judge anyone or yourself. And then the second one was don't be afraid to put yourself in someone else's shoes. And the third was just being a really good listener. Mm-hmm. Just being a really good listener. Awesome. Well, those are beautiful. You guys start today if you feel like these are some areas that you could work on. And <laughs> I personally think we probably all can work on these three. So thank you so much for being here, Lori. I really appreciate it. Um, I know that this is uh, a way that you are encouraging other people and helping other people, but tell us a little bit, uh, what other things do you have going on right now that, that maybe you're looking to, for some other people to help? Okay, great. Well, thanks for having me on. I always love the opportunity to positively impact others' lives just like you do. And I appreciate that and the relationship that we've gotten here. Um, For me on uh, my scale of business right now, I am in the process of adding real estate agents uh, globally uh, to my team. And I offer a ton of value. I do free coaching for them. I have a, a resource center with over 130 training modules already in it. I offer duplicatable websites and, uh, our company, um, allows for a share of the company. So they all gain partnership in the company, uh, by coming along board with me. And if anyone's interested, they can reach out that's awesome. Uh, my socials are all let Lori help. All my socials are let Lori help. There, it's impossible not to be able to find me. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Let Lori help. Do people need to be a licensed real estate agent to, before they reach out to you, or do you offer that kind of oh, training as well? No, oh, we we also get people started in real estate as well. And some countries don't require a, a license. Uh, Only interesting. Yeah. Only some countries require licenses, but even the United States, for example, if they don't have a license, we can help them get their license. So very cool. Okay. Awesome. Well, thanks Thanks again, Lori. This this was a great interview and I think we got tons of value out of this. So I appreciate you being here. All right. Awesome. Thanks so much, Susie. It's wonderful what you're doing. Just keep up the good work. Right back at you. Thanks for joining us today on the Habits and Humor podcast, where you come to laugh and learn and then take action. If you're loving what we're doing here, take action and join the conversation in the Habits and Humor Facebook community or follow me on Instagram at Susie B. Life, where you'll find workouts, recipes, things that make you laugh and other simple tips and habit hacks to make your life simpler, happier and healthier. And hey, if you're ready to maximize your progress with minimal time and effort, 
Head to suzybhabits.com to learn about my brand new mobile personal trainer app that makes it possible for you to stay consistent and get results daily, no matter where you live, how crazy your schedule, or how tight your budget may be. Until next time, go make some serious progress, but don't take life too seriously. I'm Susie B, and this is Habits and Humor. Come to laugh, stay to learn, choose to live.